Welcome to the Three Hokages Podcast. We're your host, Kay Kareem and Hanif. This is season two, episode one. So Kareem, what have you seen other than Doctor Who and Lupin? I saw only one episode of Attack on Titan. I started watching something called Equinox. Onyx Equinox? No, it's on um, Netflix. It's like some event that happened. It's like one of those um, international shows where something happened at high school like 20 years ago and, um, you know, someone disappeared, but it may be more than just like, you know, kids lying about it. Maybe some supernatural stuff that, that took place. Somewhat like Lock and Key. You know how Lock and Key had that that um, story where something happened when they were in high school, but you know they all lied about it. Yeah. Okay. So we could hint out at that. Um, uh, Hanif, what have you seen other than like anime or like what? What have you been hitting on? Uh, well, it was mostly was anime, but um, I guess aside from watching uh, Capital City Riots. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you mean U.S. You mean America season four? Oh no, twenty twenty. Uh, uh, <laughs> redo. Uh, you know. Yep. Um, you know the remastered version of twenty twenty. Uh, aside from Promise Neverland, uh, I think when I had stopped watching that just before Christmas, uh, I was gonna give it a, a few more episodes so that way I could binge it. I am two episodes into Attack on Titan. Um, and that's one thing I guess we can talk about on a future episode is this, when you're watching a sub show. So you obviously have to be invested in reading the dialogue unless you're that well-versed in Japanese and you can pick up the dialogue without actually uh, looking at the screen. I have to be really focused on the animes. So therefore, I, it's a lot of animes that I wait until I have time to watch it. Like if it's an anime I can, that's uh, dubbed, I can put it on. I can listen to it while I'm typing. I can listen to it while I'm doing something else in the house, while I'm you know, playing video games. I can still listen to it and know what's going on. Whereas opposed to if it's subbed, I need to be like, hold on. I'm not blinking, looking at the screen, reading and looking up and, and scanning it. So um, it's a few, it's like Attack on Titan, uh, uh, Akaduma uh, Drive, and um, what's another one I was watching? I think Triage was are the three animes I was watching that's full on subtitled. So it's like I gotta really be focused when I'm watching. I'm not. I'm not eating. I'm just sitting there looking exclusively at because I don't. I, I don't want to look down. It's like eating. I miss up on some dialogue. Like, wait, what just happened? Character's last words too. Yeah. No. It's like uh, I will never be seen again in this series. Just remember this. Like, wait, what just happened? Huh? <laughs> I gotta rewind. Let me. What? What? What's? Why is this so important now? Yeah. Right. <laughs> No, but um, yeah, I so I, I haven't watched Lupin. Um, I didn't see Doctor Who, uh, so you guys got to clue me in on on those. Okay. Um, Lupin was good. Um, it was very short though, so I don't. It's so damn short. Like I, I think like... it, it may have been COVID that cut the season short because they already they filmed all of season one, but they had to split it into two parts. So yeah. part two may be out very soon, but. I thought it was still weird. Yeah, I thought on Netflix, I thought it showed like multiple episodes. Like I thought it was like five or six episodes. Sure, there are five episodes, but like you barely get into and like you get into it. But like where it ends, it's like a a, a weird cliffhanger. 
yeah, before like, an ending to a season. It's not like weird in the sense that it's a bad cliffhanger. But it's, it's kind of like you don't end the season on that note. Right. Like that's not where you would end it where you would where you would have it like at all. It, it, it's just it's an odd placement. But if it was because of COVID, then that does make a whole lot more sense. Yeah. It might have been that. Because it's like I, I looked online and said it might be out soon because they already finished season one. Maybe they couldn't like edit everything in time, but they didn't want to take too long to release it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's def- it's, honestly, it's definitely good, and it, do- it did make me want to look more up about um, Arsene Lupin because that was pretty cool. Did you ever watch the uh, the animes? Now the animes came out before us. I think the animes came out in the yeah sixties so, or seventies. So I mean, it's, it's some it's a series that's been running for some time now. So it's okay. So it's not the anime. Um, but it's still dealing with the same character. Okay. Um. So the character is Arsene. I don't know how to say that in French, but Arsene Lupin. Mm-hmm. Um, is a thief. He's a he's the gentleman thief. So like for Lupin the Third, they're literally dealing with that same character, but um, they made him Japanese. So it was it's pretty cool. Like the like the character can be art like Arsene Lupin is like oh I think the story dates back to 1905 I think uh by Maurice because they even make it a big deal to tell you about who the writer is in the in the story I mean in the um in the TV the Netflix show uh Mar- Maurice LeBlanc because they go to like a Maurice LeBlanc day which you're just like a what day but okay. So he's basically just called the gentleman thief. Mm-hmm. And so um Omar Sai is this for this iteration of um Arsene Lupin, which is pretty cool because you know he black. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool. That's, uh, but it's like he's he someone that he's an X-Men, right? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> but yeah, and it's funny because I was like, wait, because when he got when he got the role of Bishop, I was like, hold up, why do I know this dude's face? Why do I know this? And I was like, oh, he's the black guy with with the um white dude in the wheelchair. He's the black guy with the white dude in the okay, wheelchair. Okay, so that's the best no, way to explain X Men. It is, but before <laughs> X Men, like he was in a movie called The Untouchable. Okay. Um, and it was about a um he became. Uh, they did a remake of it with uh, an American version with Kevin Hart and um, the Breaking Bad dude. Oh, oh, Brian Cranston. Yeah. So what that same like if you've seen that version, it's the French movie. But he was like the original guy in it, and I was like, oh wow, okay, this is pretty cool. And then so when he came, when he showed up in uh, X Men again, black dude with a white dude with an older white dude in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, so we typecasting. But <laughs> it was funny. He has a thing. He does. He does have a thing. No, I didn't know that the movie with um, Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston was based on an earlier um, uh, TV show, a movie. I I saw the the premise of it, and I was like, this doesn't even seem interesting to me at all. So, but I, it's another sad note that it's not an original piece of work. It's. I mean, yeah, but because I wouldn't honestly. I wouldn't imagine 
someone making this story and thinking oh yeah like like for american audiences they're really going to eat this up no we wouldn't which is probably why people never saw it but like and it's like the intelligible ended up seeing i don't even know it had it had to be netflix like i probably saw it on netflix one day or like scrolling through tv one day late at night and it just was really interesting to me and i was like wow okay i'm sucky that i gotta read english but sure so that's like that's that's for me how i know omar Sy, and then so seeing him in this as a gentleman thief i was just like wow okay dude's got some range no idea who you are other than that but apparently he was also in jurassic world yeah he's um chris pratt's uh friend or co-worker um i'm not sure if you saw that uh the, the he, I don't, he wasn't in the second one he definitely was in the first one um yeah he was like his he wasn't really an assistant like a subordinate but they they both worked a raptor pen he did not die so that's that's i guess that's a um a yeah cause he's, got, he's gonna be in the next one the one coming out in uh 2022 dominion okay well good so, for him. Yay, he lived only probably to die in this next one damn, damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's be honest. He survived the first one, mm-hmm. and he black. Gonna die in this next one. <laughs> I could be wrong. I doubt it. But I'm I could. Way to find out. Not watch it yeah. and have someone else tell me. Yep, I like that idea. Well, you can always <sighs> tune in on the next episode of Three Hokages Podcast. Well, we'll fully right. <laughs> <laughs> in 2020. I don't think people really die in Jurassic Park, though. It's just what a lot of people don't really die. die. So who's the Raptors eating? I'm it's saying, just a lot of extras, and then like the one bad guy. Well, yeah, the well, bad no. guy is always going to get. Wait, the the lady, their their um, the assistant that was for the chicky that ran in the heels, she died, and she died brutally. Yeah, she 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 didn't deserve to die. She definitely <laughs> didn't deserve to die. She was she was literally just helping keep eyes on the kids, making sure they ain't getting into trouble. And she got eaten, and then no, no, she got picked, picked up, up by the bird and then dropped into that other creature's mouth. Like, yeah. It's not yeah, fair. I had to do her that way. She got she got picked up and then dropped. You no, know, maybe she hurt a leg and just right off for the rest of the show. Right, but no, we <laughs> we make sure she dies. Like, and we're gonna show you her being eaten. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. nice. It's because you so love that water feature. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, Lupin, um, he's he's trying to right a wrong. That's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, allegedly, how he's allegedly trying to right a wrong that impacted his entire life. Um, and it continues to impact him by the way he interacts with those closest to him. Yeah. But we really don't know what happened just yet. Right. Until but, you finish the season. Which we haven't, because we have a really weird placement again. For the cliffhanger, which makes no sense at all. Just saying. Yeah. So he, he's basically a thief um, because he admires um, Lupin, you know, the, the the character that was created in the book series, as, as Kay just explained. Um, mm-hmm. But also because his father was accused of stealing the necklace. Um for from this wealthy family that he worked with and as a result of that his father ended up going to prison um and lupin had to spend his childhood 
um, either by himself or in group home. Um, so his quest is basically to understand what happened with his father, who he thought was a decent man. They came from, you know, Africa to try to make a life. Um, and he believes that his father was ultimately framed. And so that pretty much um, is his motivation throughout this season, which is to understand what happened. And as Kay explained, to right or wrong, allegedly. But we don't really know what happened. Um, even though we get more answers towards the end of the season, it still is a, some of it is, is still a little bit in doubt. Um, but it is very interesting because it's not just about that old mystery. It's also about the interaction that he has with everyone in the present day, um, including the mother of his son, um, including people that he knew when he was a, you know, a teenager. Um, so it's all very interesting. Right. Very interesting characters to me. And like you really gotta love the um the theft at the Louvre. Like, if yeah. there's no other reason you want to watch this, just watch how he uses the fact that one, he is black, and two, he is working class <laughs> to pull off a beautiful heist at the Louvre. You're just like, oh wow, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And it's like, you know what? I think this this could probably work. I mean, it probably couldn't work, but the way it the way it's done and the way they pull off the heist, it is beautiful. But you mentioned uh, they, so is it similar to? I know you had mentioned that um, it's based on the characters, loosely based on um, the novels uh, previously. So, is does Lupin or the the uh, main character does he have a team as well, or this does people he meets throughout the multi-episode first season that uh, maybe just working with them or like in a European version of Ocean's Eleven. So when we start off with the heist, we totally think Ocean's Eleven. Like you're totally thinking Ocean's Eleven with the heist, the way, the way it comes together. But then afterwards you're like, oh no, it's not. It's an even, it's an even bigger con. Like an even bigger con that he did it was beautiful and he has like a team but not really a team per se he from what we're seeing in these first five episodes are he has the people that he grew up with that he ended up interacting with as a teenager in school mm -hmm. and stuff like so it's not like he's got oh i have this 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 it's not like ocean's 11 like, oh, i got i got this crew it's more like he has a friend he has people that he knows but they're not really they're involved, but they're not involved. And the extent of their involvement is what we find out. And as, as we're still trying to learn. Yeah. So he, he has people you can, I guess you can say he has people who he can rely on. Um, it, it seems as if there might be the makings of a, a team ultimately um, as the, the season progresses. Um, but again, it is what he's fighting for and what he's looking for. It is a very personal journey. Um, so the people who assist him, he has very interesting ways to get out of his his scenarios um, by also utilizing them. So think of like a character who's always that one step ahead of everybody else, um, while still in ways he's blind to the bigger story that's taking place because people are withholding, you know, vital information. Um, so that's what pretty much happens with him. And there's, you know, without giving away any spoilers, is there's, there's you know, a team of detectives who 
they're consistently trying to track him down based off of his first heist. So any new scenario he gets involved in, you know, you have the corrupt police officers. You also have those who are trying to do everything by the book who start to realize maybe there's more going on than they realize. So right. this is it's not just the people who are on his team. It's also a common theme of people who are after him. Um, and we may not really know which side they're going to choose until, I guess, we see what happens in part two. Um, but they're the ones who put it together and realize, hey, whoever this guy is, PMI is looping. You know, so it's pretty cool how they start giving him that name because they don't know his real identity at first. Right. And like we still like they still even by episode five, we know who he is, but the police don't. And it's funny because <laughs> the character art like what what's what's great about this is the art like even in the world in the in the in the world where the where the film where the story is set people know of the gentleman thief arson and lupin as a book series so it's not like it's it's not in popular culture it's not like people don't understand who it is so that's kind of what makes this even better because it's like here he is doing all these things and it's still a callback to the book series that people are aware of like like i said like they have a day in 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 france where they celebrate the writer so it's it's it kind of makes it kind of awesome like in that way to me yeah it is it is and you know with recent events and everything else it's good to cheer for a black man you know, like, yeah, get it. You know, no. <laughs> but, you know, I do like that aspect of it. Um, I have to be honest that it is something that, to me, is really cool. You know, he's in France. He's doing his thing. He has his life. Um, that is something that I did enjoy about um, about this show as well. Where there's an adaptation and they cast a Black character. Okay. You gotta watch it. I mean, I, I yeah. would definitely say if you don't watch it now, wait. Like you can wait till the next till the rest of it comes out because again, you're not gonna like where it where they left it off. Mm-hmm. It, it just to me that where it left off, it doesn't make sense because you know it does it, it. It's more like a mid season finale. It's not really right. like a season finale. It's more like, okay, the holidays are coming up. You have to wait until the holidays are over to start up again. Right. It, just, it has that feel to it. It doesn't so. have the, okay, season one is over. So I, even if you don't watch it now, when part two comes out, I, I do highly recommend watching it all together. Okay. So like I said, it, it's not, so it doesn't feel like a full season, almost like it's a part one of a, of a season. Yeah, um, yeah. Kind of, I guess, for me, would be similar to the recent uh, Transformers. When Transformers, the I think the War for Cybertron came out, was only six episodes. Uh, then I think maybe two months later, then the the second six episodes uh, came out. I think it was just before just before Christmas, uh, the next six episodes came out. So it feels like it's you're not really losing anything. It's almost like they took a, a, a little hiatus for a second. You come back and see the rest of the uh, series. Yeah, that's literally exactly how it is. How how it feels. You're just like, wait, there's nothing else. Like, I really thought, like, as soon as it ended, I was like, oh. And Netflix went to something else. I was like, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean something else? That's where we leave it. 
like, like I said, like you may not want to watch the full thing right now because, again, it's going to leave you annoyed. But I would strongly, strongly suggest watching it. Absolutely. Okay, so it's got it's got the Hokage seal of approval. And next on our list is it would be Doctor Who. Huh? You mean this? <laughs> Yes, it it would be streaming this. <laughs> BJK. Hold on, let's let's do it. Let's hear that again. Is that your ringtone? Yeah, it's my ringtone for myself. <laughs> well, every yo, I know people would be annoyed, but I can hear like I can leave my phone on one floor on one side of the floor at my job, and as like because and then I'll be on the other side and not hear my ringtone because I'm like yep, and no one can be like oh my god what the hell is that. Wow, but yeah, it definitely stands out. Yep. And so we we've got to see the Christmas, not even the holiday episode, because <laughs> you know, why give it to us on Christmas? Make us so miserable on January first. <sighs> we saw so the. Us, so you can walk us through it. What did you think of it? Kareem, you can go because I'm still in my feelings about it. No, but that's what I need to hear. Oh. I need to hear your feelings about it. Okay, so basically, and it kind of sucks because if you were online and social media, you knew what was going to happen at the end, and it kind of just pissed you off. But so we got to see the doctor. She, the la- last we saw of her, she was taken to prison by the Jadoon. And so now we just come back. What ten months later, <laughs> and it's the gang, and she's still in jail. So the 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 gang are um, about to investigate. Well, no, yeah, the gang the gang are, in, are about to investigate once again that slimy American. Oh shit! I just thought about that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, um, Christopher North. That's the actor's name, right? Yeah, that's his name. The the, uh, the archetype American, the typical American who's loud, brash. He switches stances. I guess that's how the British view all Americans. But he's someone who he's he's quick to make a buck even if he's lying about the origins of how he's making it. So, you know, one thing that's, that's always gotten to me about Doctor Who that I've enjoyed is they've always had to find creative ways to reintroduce um, the most dangerous creature in the entire, in the entire existence, and that's the Daleks. Um, and also have to explain how do people keep forgetting how dangerous they are. Seriously. Um, so I think this episode did, did a really good job in setting that storyline up again, um, because you think, okay, if we just have the weapon that they actually use, which is their entire shell, as opposed to having the actual creature inside, then we can make some money off of using them. Um, and you may wonder, how can you use something like that? And it's, you have to look at the world around you except when you try to look at what happened in the Capitol, which is that, you know, people talk about defunding the police. Um, You know, everything is militarized. And 
So the usage for the Daleks in this episode would be crowd control, entrance into, you know, amusement parks or, you know, tourist attractions, just random things, but they would be everywhere. And of course, as we know, there's nothing more dangerous than building an army of Daleks. Right. Which, you know, it's funny because this time they they built some. So Christopher Nolan uh, North, wow. Christopher North comes back as the role he was in the previous ep- in a previous episode for the series, where he was building like um, luxury hotels, and it was with the with the arachnids. So he comes back and he's still he's still in Sheffield, <laughs> and he was able to, with the help of the woman that becomes the prime minister, steal a Dalek. <laughs> and steal the shell like great that's what we're doing so they steal it while it's in transit to being destroyed or housed or warehouse whatever we're still not sure what they're going to do with that with it anyway and he i mean realistically his idea wasn't horrible he took the shell it was i mean it was horrible but had the science person not cloned it it would have worked so you're basically blaming a black guy. I mean, <laughs> I hate to say that, but kind of, yeah. Because I'm just like, really? So we just going to let... It's also a slap of science, too. Like, we just going to say, oh, let me, there's this residual stuff, these atoms. Let me just see what happens when I when I uh, clone these atoms. Like, why? Why would you do that? It's the same dumb thing with Jurassic Park. Why are we doing things that are gone? Stop it. Because the thing is, he was lied to about what it was. So if you're doing something and you feel like you've discovered life, why wouldn't you try to clone it or, you know, figure out what it is? Because I've seen a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hello. Okay, it brings me back to when Bill was the companion where she's like, and the doctor is about to mind wipe. She's like, I've seen science fiction movies i know in my wife when i see it like yo we're living it like they're still living in a world where science fiction is still science fiction so note to self don't clone stuff that you don't know what it is why would you do that especially something that's of a material that is not from this planet which you've already discovered and you do this anyway yo dude was a moron and i get it it wanted to show that science without thought but dude you're stupid I don't. I yeah. kind of feel bad for him. What happened to him? Because no one, no one, no one deserves a Dalek as a passenger. Well, to become passenger to a Dalek, but like at the same time, dude, you kind of deserved it. Like, why would yeah, you? Yeah, he wasn't too smart if he would just clone something and and not even have it in some kind of containment unit. Right. You know, where you don't have to grab it by hand in order to discard it. Right, like, I mean, or just, just throw it. Right. That thing was burning. Throw it in, like it was in a. It was in a. Why you guys touch it? Just throw it all in there. Break a slight little hole in it, so you know the fire will get through it and destroy it. But no, 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 not him. No, he decides he's going to take it out because he's so sad, dude. Don't be stupid. 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. I told you it, I'm in my feelings about this episode, and we still haven't even gotten to the doctor part. Okay, yes, like, this is that's what things, I want to hear. This is all things non-doctor related in the episode that just pissed me off. I'm just like, really, why, why, why? You go, you built, you take over a factory. Well, you didn't. The Dalek did. Took over the factory in Osaka and was cloning itself. Like, come on, you morons. But then there's a good part, which was the doctor being in jail. So that was fun. She was in jail. Um, she, she was. So you like the fact she was in jail, or the I story mean, about her being in jail was fun? It was just fun seeing her in jail with like her with with enemies that she's defeated so <laughs> and she like cells in around her. Or... Huh? So she wasn't in a, in a normal human jail. She's in oh, a different no. type of jail. She okay. was she was in a jail by the Jadoon, um, who somehow I still don't understand how they did it. How did the Jadoon trap a freaking weeping angel? All the other ones, I'm okay with what they did, but I just don't get how they trapped the weeping angel and put him in and put it in jail. Like they built a cell, and that was like walk time for them. So where does like who takes the weeping angel out to walk, or does the weeping angel always stay in that prison cell where they're walking? I have questions. That doesn't make sense. I know. Um, but so. The doctor's in jail. For- Maybe it went through some rehabilitation, and it, you know, it wants to be a, a, a positive member in society. No such, no such thing. <laughs> no such thing. Um, but it was fun. Uh, so we got to see the her 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 old her old enemies, um, and then we got to see Jack save her. And that was fun. That that was that was really fun. Um, her talking to the cameras that are watching her, like the camera drones watching her, are funny. But Jack saving her. I always like Jack. Like he's just fun. He always adds a bit of camp to everything. So it's like if you if you're in prison with Jack, come on, it's not really a bad time. No, because I think I think he has that. Um... That X factor as a character. There aren't that many characters that can come in and they're almost as unpredictable as the doctor. And when he shows up, you know, no matter what's going to happen, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I, I do agree with that. Um, I think there isn't another character, or maybe there is, but anyone who would have been able to break her out in that same manner. Um, and I you know it's good to see him back in the show too. So that's one thing I enjoyed about it. But I want to hear what you didn't like about it. Oh, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> okay, so I didn't like the fact that we that it was Graham and Ryan's last episode. I didn't like the fact that again we're we're getting rid of people. Um, I'm appreciative that they didn't die <laughs> and they got to leave on their own terms. But I was just kind of hoping that they would last a little bit longer. There was no real consequences for freaking um Christopher North character. Like that dude, I guess he is like <clears throat> our orange. Um, like there's no Exactly. Real- so that's why if if this past week didn't happen, I would say, well, you know what, maybe they should have had some kind of consequence. But here we are wondering if there's still gonna be any consequence. So who knows what's real and what's fiction anymore. <laughs> Right, because I'm like, what the heck? He's like, there are no consequences to him. He then comes out and he's like, oh, well, 
he is leading again and might run up and might run for president again like what wait hello this man just screwed over the world with the hotel he just screwed over the world by creating these daleks at least the prime minister chick she died she got killed by the daleks so like you know bam cause and effect like beautiful but him but she had it coming too though she did but so did he because the whole time when he's on he's like oh this is going to be a pure nightmare how can we spend this this is going to cost a lot of money like oh not not the fact that you might die no 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 not the fact that people are dying but this is this is going to be a nightmare and how what's the cost ratio on this the cost ratio on that like why can't you just die just just why couldn't his character just die they did not need to let him survive because again it's I don't want to be mean i don't want to be mean but he's 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 literally like our orange he's like our orange he just seems to like he gets knocked down but then somehow finds a way to polish his turd and it becomes shiny and gold <laughs> i'm sorry i probably shouldn't have said that right, so, <laughs> so in terms of them leaving um, you don't think that's tied into any changes or potential changes with the doctor? It is, because like she said, um, with when when Brian tells her he's leaving and she says, you know, but she's like, Yes, I still got yes. Um, <laughs> before Graham says it. He's like, she's like, Yeah, two hearts, one sad, one happy. I'm like, oh great. But I think what more changes the doctor is the conversation that Ryan and her had on And that's set. why I like it. That's why I like it. Because I, I like the characters. I like Ryan and Graham. Um, I think they've been enjoyable companions along with Yak. And, they, you know, it is it is unfortunate to see them, you know, their storyline seems like they won't be in it as, as frequently. But I think is what, what excites me about it is, like you mentioned, the Ryan that Ryan had with the doctor about who she was um, mm-hmm. and everything that she learned because that's one of the only times the doctor has ever opened up to someone that much, especially about where they came from. Um, and I think it's going to, that, that conversation is going to be meaningful in terms of the show ultimately exploring who the doctor really is and some of the choices that are going to be made. And, you know, I mean, I, I do like Jody. Um, I would love to see her as a doctor for another season. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about where the story can take her and, the understanding it can give us about who she really is because that conversation with Ryan were, to me was powerful. Yeah, and, and I, like, that was for the show that I think has been my highlight of this series, well, outside of, um, hey, you know what? All of my bright moments of this of this, um, of this uh, generation this, this regeneration of the Doctor tends to deal with somebody black. Um, the first episode that's with racist his... no okay it is I, look because i'm just thinking but it was like it's the episode with his grandmother when 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 she passes away um which that i'm still not over the fact that they chose to kill her like they chose to kill grace i, I just you they're never they're never gonna not be that's never gonna not piss me off um then when we see the fugitive doctor <laughs> like and now this one like those are some of my highlights. I mean, Jack coming back was awesome, but like 
my non-previous people highlights were those. And it all is, it's all Ryan's family, so it's kind of cool. Well, except for, you know, the fugitive doctor, which I love calling her that. Um, I think it's great. But him having that conversation, it goes a lot because people keep saying, oh, he's a horrible actor. He's so stiff. He's not this. I think he seems the most, to me, relatable. Although I do admit that if they would have let him tweet and continue his YouTube channel while he was in space, that would have been awesome, but whatever. Um, <laughs> that would have been really fun. Like, yeah, Ryan's travels in space. That would have been really great. But I think he, it showed the growth that he had where he realized, and we saw it coming that when, like, when he finally got to go back and be with his friends before in the episode with the, um, not the Cyberman, not the Cyberman, um, Lord, which episode was it? The episode with the sleep, where they um with with the sleeping, and they like his friend was saying, "Oh, you know, you're missed out on this. You missed out on this." And, and he's realizing he missed out on so much and doesn't know anything, but he enjoyed just coming back and being with his friends and growing that way. I was like, "Yeah, the writing's on the wall. He's gonna be leaving soon." But <laughs> I thought it was great that he was able to at least grow that way. We don't really get to see growth with the doctor companions not as much as we should um without somebody like dying or whatever but he had a really good moment where he's still like no it doesn't change you your your change is good but you're always still you and you need to find out who you are which is like he needed to do that for his time he had to find he had to come to grips with his with his, with his dad um he had to come to grips with the fact that he lost his grandmother he didn't have his mom so and all, all he's really left with now is his relationship with his dad and new grandpa, <laughs> Graham, who needs to stop acting young and hip, because that's creepy. <laughs> you know, for, for some reason, I actually, I like that dynamic. Um, I, I, you know, at first I thought I was going to be like, uh, I don't know about it. But then when I saw the scene and it reminded me of, of Grace and how much um, she meant to both of them, it was really touching to me. Um, I like how they, they made both of them leave at the same time. Um, and again, because I think that's going to be, be part of the thing um, because the doctor usually is like, okay, the, the doctor doesn't ignore how the companions feel, but is there still always that part of it where to me, it always like the doctor is kind of using someone to just not feel lonely without yeah. fully understanding the impact on the companion. Um, to me, this seemed like it's the first time where it's like the doctor is is realizing and accepting what impact it is having on um, her companions. Um, the conversation with Ryan, with Yaz, understanding how long it actually was as opposed to a short period of time. Um, because the, I think part of it is because the doctor always felt that there was that story of your planet was, you know, destroyed but you did have that um, backstory where now it's like, just feel completely alone no matter what. And, and the ones that are really, that have really been um, family are these companions, as opposed to Gallifrey and, and thinking of those memories because that, all of that was a lie. Mm -hmm. Just so, yeah, it's just a, like, just a lie, which is kind of good, I mean, not kind of good. But <laughs> it is because it's exciting. It's something new without seeming like it's to me, it doesn't seem as if it's throwing everything on his head 
just for the hell of it. To me, it seems like it's opening up a really good storyline. I'm digging, like, yeah. And the fact that she gave him psychic paper. So basically, like, we know that yeah. their story's <laughs> not over. Like, she willingly gave up psychic paper. Previous doctors would not have done that. <laughs> like, no. nah, you don't no. get, no, you don't get to keep this. Like, no, no. But I like the, I like the conversation that Yaz had with Jack as well. Kind of like letting Yaz know, like, you gotta, like, She's not the, the doctor is not there for one person all the time. Like it, everything comes to an end, and you just have to prepare yourself, but enjoy what you're what you're what you're going through. Um, because yeah. I was like, that's really nice because Jack has been trying to get to the doctor for like forever, <laughs> you know, and like he just keeps coming back. So like for for in that in that regard, I think that's good because it's gonna it gives Yaz a chance to like kind of grow as well, like. Girl, you had your own damn TARDIS. You were chilling in the TARDIS that was a house, figuring stuff out. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's that, that's that's what we're doing here. <laughs> and she made a great list. She did all these things, but she forgot the world outside, which is kind of like what the doctor does. Like the doctor forgets the world outside because they all they always need to be like they can't be alone, but then they want to be alone. So it's kind of I I liked it I really did um I even liked the end scene for the new introduction but who baby are there gonna be subtitles for that one because yeah. I don't like I don't like I don't know if, if I don't know how many Americans know who John Bishop is but like I got to know John Bishop through being on Graham Norton and um the first few times he was there I was like oh yeah I'm watching this with subtitles like now I don't need the subtitles I can understand him speak. But it was just like, ooh, your accent is a heavy, so heavy. <laughs> it's good. So I, I say to say that you like the choice. I do like the choice. I kind of like him. Um, like he's from Liverpool, so he's just like he's a comedian, and he's just really kind of funny. If you can understand him, like okay completely un, un Doctor Who related. So there was an episode of Graham Norton where he was on the couch with um, what's her name from Spain? The actress that said, no, she's not from Spain. With Selma Hayek and um, Antonio Banderas. And so now we know that they have a fairly heavy accent, right? People, he made the joke that everyone understands their English better than his. And realistically... It was the case. Like, even with their heavy accent, people, even in the audience, were understanding them better than they were understanding John Bishop, who is British. So you're just like, wow, this is going to be the most interesting like chance. Like, really? This is what we're doing? I am curious about how he's going to become the companion, though. Although I know that they've already shown him filming, because, again, the internet sucks. Twitter Twitter had already like shown I think it's early December he was he was filming some stuff and Twitter had already shown it and I was like no I want to be surprised I don't want to be like I don't want to know everything I I really want to be surprised sometimes but apparently I'm glad I didn't know oh well Thanks for spoiling it, Kay. Well, whatever. He was the, that was the end of the episode. And it's because it says introducing John Bishop. I was like, oh, wow, wait, hold up. 
Okay, cool. I thought my DVR didn't record that, so it still counts as a spoiler. No, I'm kidding. It does. I had to look on Twitter to find out who it was. <laughs> oh, really? Your DVR didn't record it? No. No. Oh, wow. See, dude, that's why you always go a minute after because there's always something. So, and then like, I get people were mad because why couldn't there just be Yaz and the doctor? But I'm like, well, she didn't just say two hearts. <laughs> and we don't know what the dynamic will be just yet. No, we don't. Um, we really don't. But whew, like I said, just like if you get a chance, like just watch some interviews that he gives or some of his stand up. Um, I think he also used to play f- football, soccer. So- I think he used to play soccer too. Um, but yeah, just like listen, like just turn, like don't watch, like just like turn on the, like just listen, just put it on audio. Do not uh, put your subtitles on and just listen to him and figure out how much of what he's saying do you understand before you need to turn on your subtitles. Yeah, it's like watching uh, some other BBC shows where their English or their 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 accent. When they're English, uh, it's really difficult. It, it kind of reminds me when I watched uh, Misfits. One of the characters, I forgot what portion, of, what part of uh, the UK she was from, but you, ha- you had to put on subtitles because she's saying stuff or the slang that she uses made zero sense. And I was like, "What the fuck is she saying?" Like, I can't. It's hard to understand or just understand. Not so much listen to it, but just the logical logic of that phrase or the, the terminology she's using. And the uh, conversation didn't make any sense. So me looking at the words somewhat made it better, but it still didn't. I didn't quite grasp all of it. I'm telling you, it's it, it's gonna be interesting. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I, I like the choice. Um, I don't know how well they're gonna mesh, but I don't care. Because I'm used to not necessarily people liking who's chosen as a companion. I am still a Martha Jones fan, even though people seem to seriously think she's one of the weakest companions. And I'm like, whatever. She's a doctor. Beat that. And she she got to handle the whole race issue (laughs) with going back in time. So please shut up. (laughs) So I'm I'm, I'm I'm glad I like her. Because I, I don't I don't pay attention to things like that. I just know I enjoyed it and I want to keep enjoying her her episode. It had some of the better stories too. Thank you. And that's my whatever. Again, that's my personal pet peeve about how people are like, oh my God, Martha was like the worst companion. I was like, yo, do you not remember her storyline? With everybody, like Doctor Who is honest to Pete for like even if you're a fan, Doctor Who is like 35% really good episodes 65 percent filler and you're just like wow this is bad but you're a fan so you don't care but with 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 martha i was like wait hold on like even with rose her episodes they were they still followed that 35 65 but martha's was like 50 50 like i didn't really there weren't too many really bad episodes i mean i guess when she wasn't really in it i was gonna say um though blink because she but she wasn't really in it so i guess that's bad considering she wasn't really in it that much but still i'm like it's one of those shows where you're just like okay you you you're not gonna like everything about it there's gonna be misses there's gonna be hits that's just the way it is and it's you either accept it or you just like complain which is what the fandom does and you kind of want them to shut up 
please like oh my god i can't wait for her to leave like there's now talk about she might be leaving i doubt it she seems to be enjoying this herself so and i'm gonna need y'all to stop trying to get her to to leave because she we haven't seen enough of her as the doctor i agree but i do know they don't have they don't have to come to america no more though like their u.s focus their u.s centered episodes they don't gotta do that no more (laughs) we're cool we ain't got <laughs> y'all ain't y'all, y'all ain't got to be in America. Y'all can go around the world. Leave America alone, because <laughs> I just don't feel like that's gonna be good anytime in the next like ten years at all. Yeah, it's gonna go. be either um, not realistic enough or too traumatizing. <laughs> exactly. <So. laughs> Leave us alone. Let, let it. Let us sort out our own little minor minor issues, please. And now we got to wait for like whenever the next season's going to come out. Would that be um, the spring? Probably in the fall. Probably because of the COVID, uh, a lot of productions are being delayed. Yeah, but that's normally what it is. Like, it was the David Tennant years were the only time where you would get like a Christmas show and then Mm -hmm. like you'd get something before like the fall. Um, Because like you'd get like a Christmas, like he did like a Christmas show, he did like a, 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 uh, April movie, like like he did like, but normally it's like you get that Christmas one, then you you sucking it up until the fall again, which is kind of unfair, but whatever. You gotta watch it. It's if you haven't seen it and you're a fan, enjoy it. It's fun. It will remind you a bit too much of the Orange. Oh. <laughs> we we already know who the Orange is. Yes, I'm not gonna say real names, but you know the orange. It will definitely remind you of the orange, and especially after this past week that we've had, because it's traumatizing. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Three Hokages podcast. We're your hosts, K, Cream, and Hanif. Uh, check us out on social media. Let us know what you think. Uh, on Instagram, we're Three Hokages. On Twitter, we're Three Hokages Podcast. Or you can always check our website out for more blogs and audio casts. At threehokages.com. Yeah. No bitch, you wanna kick it cause it's pre old day. When I spray, pull a three hokage. We on sight, think a night, maybe move all ways. It's hard to see three ninjas when they move on stage. Now we're tuned of the sound of the new old age. Book words more clever. The stakes is higher, the stakes empire. Based on the day, it's wire. The culture ain't a case of day to day, a tiger. Respect the frame, the bands is fire. Pay comments, we can speak about us. Pay comments, we can speak about us. Pay comments, we can speak about us.